0: We
1: World Cup Daily Day four. India hosting Australia. We make this for Westfield, London, and Westfield Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. I'm Adam Collins in London. Jeff Lemon, Ula La in Chennai. Tell us about it in 30
0: seconds. Uh, Australia didn't start well. Mitchell Marsh out for a duck. Uh, David Warner made 40 odd. Uh, the two for 110 when Smith and Labashane were together, grinding away. And then the spinners came to the four. Cool deep, Jadeja, Ashwin, six between them, bowled out Australia for 199 in the last over. And then India lost three before they scored a run off the bat, Um, but then Virat Kohli got together with Kale Rahul and pretty much iced it, uh, got most of the way there. Um, He was out towards the end. Kale Rahul almost made 100 and didn't quite um, and they ran it down comfortably with a bit of Hardik Pandya. Bang, bang towards the very back end. How's that?
1: Yeah, good enough. Good as gold. Six wicket victors. They get there in the 42nd over, which was kind of what I was angling for at one point. I'm like, speed up fellas, do some net run rate damage to Australia and so they did at the very, very end. Kale Rahul ending it with a six. He set himself on the Interview when he was named player of the match. He was trying to hit a four and then hit a six to bring up his 100. And fair enough, it was a mighty performance. He went down on his haunches almost um, low key upset that he, yeah. that he cleared extra cover for six off Pat Cummins, which is a, not an easy thing to do. He deserved a century. It was such a, a beautiful innings. It was chanceless. It was worth a century. It was a 165 run stand with Coley after they came together, three wickets in the first two overs, chasing 200. It looked like it was going to be one of those days where. Everything goes wrong with three ducks. One for Rohit, one for Shreyas Iyer, mm-hmm. and one for Ishan Kishan mm-hmm. Hazelwood. A double wicket maiden to get going. Stark, a wicket in his first over as well. But um, you don't want anyone else but Kohli in that situation. And what a luxury for India, having K.L. Rahul injured for much of this year with the the, the the torn thigh he picked up during the IPL, being able to slot in at number five. And on his day, he's the most, or close to, the most attractive player in the world. And he, and he showed all of that today. Poise as well.
0: Oh, he, he was... Yeah, remarkable, and considering that he's had this kind of in and out of the team thing, and um, I've just got someone trying to run over my tripod here, which is interesting. Um, there's always a little bit of <laughs> colour and movement when things. Are. I know we've got away with that. that's an excellent clearance from the uh, from the local driver, knows the conditions, knew the conditions well, a bit like Kyle Rahul did. Um, we didn't all mention also that Coley was dropped when he was on 12, um, oh. and how pivotal that might have been. Played a hook shot against Josh Hazelwood, top edge looped up. And it was one of those ones, you had Marsh at mid-wicket and you had Carey running in. Carey bailed out because he saw Marsh coming at him like a a locomotive. And why wouldn't you bail out if Mitchell Marsh was running at you at top speed? Marsh actually got there, slid in, um, but because he was on the move, the ball didn't even hit the heels of his hands. I think it just hit him on the chest and bounced off as he was sliding across the ground. Carey might have got there if Marsh hadn't been thundering at him, but probably not. I'm um, looking at it on replay. So, had they caught Kohli at that point, India would have been what four for twenty, four for fifteen, um, and who knows. But I just kind of felt even at that point, even if Kohli had got out, they still should have chased it down because it was only two hundred. It was four and over, and you know Australia were well short of what they needed to be. And and you know you can you can put all of that down to spin. It felt weird. It felt weird to me that Australia came to Chennai, which was always going to be the most turning surface that they were likely to play on, the slowest one, the one that's always a bit a bit rough and a bit ripped mm. up, and they went in and went, yeah, start cummins Hazelwood. let's treat it like it's a test match in Brisbane, and um, just something about it just didn't, didn't sit right in terms of you know, actually planning and actually being realistic about what you could do in that particular fixture.
1: Yeah, at different points you could choose your own adventure on that, you know, when they've got them three for spit, because remember, Hazelwood would be the man who misses in that scenario, yeah. and he bowls that gorgeous nip backer to get row it. And then and prompts a false stroke from a on a tacky surface from Shreyas. He sure. places it straight to Warner at cover and between times, or not between times, sorry, Ishan Kishan yep. to his first ball has a go at the, the Stark tempo well outside the off stump, which I suppose can happen with the field up first ten, you're throwing your hands at those types of deliveries yeah, and yeah. the stark swing with the new ball. But like two things. First of all, the catch that wasn't you can you can call it a drop catch from Mitchell Marsh, which of course it is. Maybe Carey should have pulled out as well. And I acknowledge that Carey got in his line of sight, didn't actually hit his hand, hit him on the chest. But also, I do think it's Kerry's catch. Um, my view is that Carey is getting to that. Yep. And if you're, a, I don't know, I don't know how I'm saying this after one game, but maybe it's to do with to a, it's some subliminal level. Uh, the fact that Kerry may not feel as solid in this side as he should—he's not been making runs with the exception of the hundred in South Africa a few weeks ago, which sounds hundred—a uh, bit cute, doesn't it? You know, with the exception, of, yeah, the exception of the hundred, he hasn't done much. But it's, it's true yeah. to say Except that he's for batting a out.
0: Well, the other what ten in the yeah. side of that, he hasn't made more than fourteen. So he's had a lot of low scores yeah, that, in between that, that one good innings.
1: That's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm maybe I'm 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 reading too much into this, but yeah. I feel like it's the wicketkeeper's domain when the ball lands at leg gully. Uh, and, when, and, and when the ball's I feel in like front of him,
0: he's, go, he'd, he's going towards the ball and Mitch Marsh is sort of tracking back. Yeah. Um, and so in that sense, even if you've got more ground to make up, if you're coming towards it, um, you're more likely to, you know, you, you're the player who should be, but also maybe Mitch Marsh should be bailing out. I think the thing was that it wasn't a huge sky, it didn't go like 20 metres up, you know, it only went half that distance and so they didn't have quite as much time yep. to work out who should go, who shouldn't, that sort of thing. It was more just instinctive. Marsh just went with it as soon as he saw it go up. But, uh, look, could have been critical. Who knows? It, it might not have made a difference. They might have just chased the total down with somebody else making the runs.
1: Yeah, they might have. But I do think it's the turning point. Uh, look, that they would have been 20 for four. Uh, and Coley, to that point, was the only one hitting it off the square. Rahul yeah. had barely faced the ball at that juncture. And, look, Rahul batted so well, and we've touched on that already. But, um, you know, 20 for four, it feels very different with Hardik Pandya playing the way he does. Absence of the counterfactual, we'll never know, but it feels to me like the game for Australia, that was their moment because the way that Coley chases, the record chasing, Jeff, I know you keep that in a spreadsheet, all the things Coley's done over the years when batting second in in one-day internationals, that um, if he gets set... He loves, he relishes, he craves situations where it's back against the wall and it needs to be on him. And that's exactly what he got today. So Australia fluffed their lines on that front. On selection, remember, they didn't have a second spinner to turn to. Ashton Agar's back in Perth. They, They weren't willing to take the risk on Agar inside the 15. They instead hedged and went with head. And look, and by that I mean they they chose to have one injured player to bring back later in in the competition with Travis Head. They weren't willing to carry two of them. So Agar wouldn't have been available anyway. But really, what's happened here is Martis Labashain has got that last spot. And they thought, not unreasonably, that Maxwell could do a job as the second spinner. Cam and I have already been talking on the pod in the last couple of weeks about what does a second spinner mean in this tournament. We saw Glenn Phillips uh, on day one take a couple of crucial wickets. I thought Maxwell bowled really, really well and tidily gave nothing away. It was more Zampa who struggled. There was a graphic on television that showed of all the spinners on show today that it was Zampa who was hitting the stumps least. And we know that Zampa's comparative advantage normally, that despite being a wrist spinner, he somehow keeps those three stumps in play to right-handers all the time. Didn't start well. Bowling with the wet ball, which, yep. um, again, if we're going to be talking about bowling in the due second throughout the seven weeks, I'm certain. So, And he's quite late. I reckon, you know, with Zampa, you want to get him in, into the contest earlier. They, they bowled a lot of overs before they bowl a guy yeah. who in all probability was going to have to take a stack of wickets if there were any chance. Yep. And by that stage, Coley and Rahul were pretty much set.
0: Yeah, I think if you look at that innings, you think, well, Zampa needs to take three for um, minimum yeah, if you're, yeah. you're going to win that game and so it was a bit odd that they went to green first and, and Maxwell bowl before Zampa did and so on um, and, and the, the partnership became more established conditions are tough it's quarter to 11 here I'm standing outside and I'm sweating my absolute proverbials off like it is hot I'm just standing still talking to you and I'm physically struggling to do it <laughs> Zampa he had the towel down on the boundary he pretty much could have had a bathrobe from one of the hotels or something he was just drying himself off after every over he was drying the ball constantly Like it was difficult to bowl leg spin out there and he just dragged down bowled short yeah. got hit for three boundaries in his first over and, and it felt like that was pretty much the end of it right if, if like at that point Um, He would have needed to do something really dramatic in order to come back. Uh, But just in terms of how Australia put their squad together, I know it's one of those things where when the batting doesn't make enough runs, we all talk about the bowling. But it, it just, to me, it represented a team that hadn't thought this through to say, let's come to Chennai and bowl all our quicks. But also, when you're looking at the squad, like you say, there's no second spinner. Okay, fine. Australia's first game is in Chennai. The next two are in Lucknow where, you know, not long ago the curator got sacked because the pitch was turning absolutely square. So, and yeah, they've relayed it and whatever, but it's still probably going to be spin-friendly at Lucknow for their next two fixtures. So if you're Australia, sure, this is maybe um, taking the piss a little bit, but you could pick a second spinner, pick a Matt Kuhnemann or whoever it might be, for those first... Three or four games, and then they could conveniently pick up an injury at such time as you want. Travis Head to come back into <laughs> the squad. Travis Head's your third spin option. He's your he's your second sort of mm. not exactly full time option behind Maxwell and Zampa. So he's significant there. He would have bowled if he'd been playing tonight. Uh, so that I mean that's the way that I would have tried to play it if I were putting that squad together was to at least make use of that fifteenth spot while it's um, you know while it's available. And look, anybody can pick up a little. Quad strain or a little calf or, you know, something that's just a minor bit of discomfort um, that rules them out of the rest of the series. It's, it's unfortunate, it, but who are we to judge? Um, and then you can send them home and swap in whoever you want from that point on.
1: Well, well the real test of that will be if England want to call upon Jofra Archer later yeah. in the comp. So that, that's not actually... Because remember, the technical oh, yeah. committee need to tick off on that. It's a little sure. like when you have a concussion substitute, the match referee needs to... Um, Get the official word from the medical staff. So you know there is an extra layer of probity there if you like. So
0: But if the medical staff say that say they have an injury and it's their job to say that someone has an injury, then what are you gonna do? You're gonna go in and do the scans yourself Mm. and David Boone's gonna say, Oh, it doesn't look like a calf strain to me and then overrule you? Like all you need to do is put the thermometer up against the light bulb. You know, just 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 go and watch Ferris Bueller's day off. You'll figure out how to do it. There's a way to get out of the squad if you need someone to get out of the squad. You don't actually have to kick them down a flight of stairs. Uh, all I'm saying is there yeah. are options, and, and, and I will not be entirely surprised if one of the England fast bowlers picks up one of those sort of injuries should Jofra Archer become fit and ready to go later in the tournament.
1: Speaking of quicks, Bumera, you know, welcome back to the big time. Two for 35 from 10. Only conceded two boundaries. One of them was a six in his final over, which I thought was a... was stiff for him I was hoping he'd get through only conceding just the one four at the very start all six bowlers took a wicket um the spinners were superb how often Janasia I mean the way he set Smith up was just oh yeah immaculate TV broke this down really well the two balls trained towards leg stump going on with the arm at about 95 96 97 kilometers an hour then dragging the pace back ragging it some more past the outside edge clipping the top of off I mean that's Superb bowling from Jadeja, more than batsman error from Smith, who was on 46 at the time. Um, Warner caught and bowled from Cooldeep. The ball after missing a sweep shot, so under pressure from him. Yep. Maxwell uh, beaten by Cooldeep going back. How often does Cooldeep Yadav get batsman going back when they shouldn't? Mm-hmm. And Maxwell fell as a consequence of that. Not the right time for Maxwell to be. Um, it, it, like that was a that was a bad fit for him, right? That they're, they're they're not. Um, they're not constructing their, their plan A with Maxwell walking in at 119 for four or whatever or it was. Yeah, not it might have been 110 yeah. for three, sorry, when he no, walked in. he came in at five, um,
0: didn't he? And Green came in at six.
1: He, he did. Yeah. But, but the point is, is the run rate was at like 3.9 yeah. and the pitch was turning yeah. and the spinners had plenty of overs. They're, they're hoping Maxwell's coming in later with a, a more sturdy foundation late so he can play his way from the outset but that wasn't possible today due to the slowness of the batting but that's mostly to do with the bowling right Ashwin to think he wasn't even in their squad a couple of weeks ago straight in the first 11 one for 34 Kuldeb Yadav Two for 42, including the huge wicket of David Warner, who looked pretty good, I thought, for his six boundaries out of 41, most of those in the power play. But then the squeeze is put on. They go 73 balls without a boundary. They only hit, I think, one boundary in the space of 15 overs across that stretch of time between overs 15 and 30. It was something like Um, Four for 48 in the 15 overs between 15 and 30 to continue to say 15 over and over again. But you know what I'm trying to say. So that's where India's spinners, three of them, were able to work in tandem and Rohit used them well, chopping on, chopping off getting Siraj on for a tidy over, bringing back Boomer and saving him for the end, having Hardik Pandya to draw upon just for three overs, but you know three overs that brought him a wicket as well. So, yeah, credit to, um, to Rohit Sharma for pulling the right rein at the right time and just smothering Australia, really.
0: And, uh, yeah, I mean, Kulde, cool I enjoyed particularly... That, that little bit of extra time in the air that, that drew David Warner forward, you know, just made him mistime it back to the bowler. And the one that Maxwell absolutely rags, like that turned a long way. As it came in, it took his leg stump as he was going back to pull. Deep, and yeah. Like you say, it wasn't quite short enough to pull. Um, it's still coming on at a decent rate, but it has that amount of turn as well. And Maxwell just throwing his head back going, I can't believe I did that. But you're on a hiding to nothing, I think, at that point when you're already five for spit. Mitchell Stark, really important with the bat, made 28 um, towards the end. Uh, smoked that boundary down the ground in the last over just to get them to 199 so at least you've got to chase 200 rather than a sub 200 score against us Yeah, Um, you know that would have been sort of what the Australians were thinking when they went into the rooms and I thought that was you know that was important He's, he's for a player who's so experienced he finds ways to continue to grow in stature in terms of taking responsibility um in, in difficult situations, and then picking up a wicket with in his first over, as he's done so often in ODIs, it's just his calling card. Is the, you know, the start things off with at least one, and and opening the door f- for Hazelwood to, to pick up a couple more. But yeah, so I, I guess when I'm yeah when I'm thinking about the fast well, bowler situation, it's like okay, you can have that burst off the top, but they're probably likely to be pretty pretty ineffective after four or five overs once that ball gets old. My God, I mean they changed mm. the ball two or three times while Australia were bowling. When India were bowling, that ball was so chewed up. It had all these brown splotches all over it. It looked like it had just been rolled through the mud. Like, what are you supposed to do with a ball like that after about 22 overs um, unless you have a raft of quality spinners in your side?
1: Yeah, and that's using a new ball from um, either end as well. So the ball's only yeah. need to get through 25 overs, and the game has changed as a consequence of that. But, And just to go back to the Australian batting, so Green makes 8 from 20. He doesn't hit it off the square. Yep. Stoinis will be in that spot eventually, but he's still coming back from that. Hamstring niggle. I'm not sure how serious it is, Jeff. You're there on the ground. You might have got I, more intelligence that you've we, gathered today. But I mean, it feels like they really needed soyness there, yeah. and yeah, a boundary hitter when they were struggling to find the rope and Green, for whatever reason, he just gets bogged down yeah. at the start of an innings. Like once he's going, he's fine. If they're going to use Green and they're going to stick with him, it's probably in the top three. Yeah. Um, but there's no room in the in there. Yeah. Um, you exactly. know, and that all happens after um, Jed Asia takes two in the over. You know, the Labashain review, because he hoped he hadn't hit it, but everyone seemingly knew that he flogged it, and so the uh, and so the the, the technology showed. And, and then Kerry, who we touched on at the start of the show, not making any runs, at, a second ball duck, which just meant that from there, you know, the 59 runs they got from 140 for seven was a really good outcome for Australia to make it at least vaguely competitive. But, um, yeah, they needed everything to go right in the fielding innings and, and the drop catch was you know, ending Mitch Marsh's horrible day. Uh, that was that.
0: That was that um, and that's a, that's a first up loss for Australia. It might not be all that significant. We are kind of wargaming it, doing the numbers upstairs earlier and, and basically if you if you want to be a semi-finalist you can afford to lose to the other semi-finalists as long as you beat everybody else who you should beat. You know, So there is that sort of, it's almost a free hit in a way against the other handful of top teams if you think you're one of the top teams but um, as soon as you slip up and lose one of the games that you think you shouldn't that's when you're in strife so you know you you do need to beat a couple of the the really good sides in order to have that in your back pocket so you know Australia may get away with it they may not but we're only one game into a, a long tournament and uh, oh god I'm gonna get run over by a truck here as well um, everything's happening out <laughs> here I think this is a very good time for us to get to the final word hall of fame if you say so this is
1: the final word hall of fame. Fame, brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. Kids Eat Free is back at Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City this half term. So if the action on the field has given you a hankering for some international cuisine, there's no better time to fill your turn. From family-friendly favourites like Bill's to the reimagined Indian street food of Bindas Eatery, there's more variety than Ravi Chandra and Ashwin's seemingly endless bag of tricks. And with dozens of places for the whole family to skate, bowl, golf, bat and more, there really is no better place for a half-term day out than Westfield, London, and Westfield, Stratford City, Jeff. The More own- extra, less ordinary. We've been there before. We've done that. We've had Indian at Westfield, London, yep. and we had a great time.
0: Copper chimney, I think it was. The only, uh, the only thing they don't have is someone to get run over by a truck. Um, that's the only experience <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed here that I couldn't have enjoyed at Westfield, except maybe this game, which wasn't on. Could have watched it on TV there. Uh, Hall of Fame, what have we got? I, I particularly like the fact that when Coley clipped a, a ball behind Square, for two, uh, it was at the end of the second, or was it? The, I think it was the third over. Um, those were the first runs India had scored off the bat. They'd already lost three wickets yeah. at that point. There was a stage where the top five players on the scorecard all had naught next to their name when Kohli and Kale Rahul were yet to score, um, and. I think even at that point I thought they'll bounce back and win it but it was, um, you know, it was an interesting beginning
1: yeah it's one of those Andy Zaltzman would tell us that it's the only time there have been five zeros on the scoreboard or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that in a one day international I've got one for Coley as well I loved his dive to remove Mitch Marsh it was kind of after he caught the ball yeah. it was like you know performing for the judges if ice skating it was beautiful it was unnecessary but it was glorious flair yeah. in the cordon from Coley um, Shane Watson on commentary I mentioned the, the Shane review yeah. and he was critical of that but he caveated it Watson by saying now I'm not really one to talk about reviews which shows wonderful uh, um, self-awareness from the big rig who's mm-hmm. um, been really good on, on TV commentary so far um, one semi-serious point um, and I don't want to get too into this because I can't be fuck dealing with the comments but um, how does Javo have a visa uh, into India when so many people don't how is it possible that this guy um, is there at the moment. Um, you know, it, it could have disrupted the game again. Didn't, having run on before. Coley ran over to him and gave him a spray as well, which I enjoyed. But, you know, this serial menace who's been in the UK legal system, so it's not like he's not known to people. His surname and his first name should be available to the authorities. They could have put two yeah. and two together. How is it possible that he is now in the country at games of World Cup cricket right. when many people aren't? Yeah. Uh, and Ben Gardner made this good point on Twitter. That just feels fundamentally wrong um, and hopefully they find a way of fucking locking this bloke in his hotel room for the rest of his stay
0: yeah or, or you know pop him back in the cargo hold hopefully um, or just you know somewhere else just send him somewhere shit where did they put Napoleon send him out there you know you, you, can, you can gate crash the arsenic laced castle that Napoleon died in enjoy it enjoy all the attention um, you, massive knob uh, what else what do we got so you, you mentioned it off the top but the fact that Kale Rahul was so they needed five to win Um, And he needed seven for a hundred. It wasn't nine for a hundred. He needed nine for a hundred. And he was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna chip this over. Mid off for four, but the ball was coming on with such pace that he accidentally hit it for six. Ever seen someone hit an accidental yeah, six before? And like you said, fell to his knees and then had a big smile on his face. He saw the funny side, but he wanted to hit a four and then hit a six, um, but he accidentally bit off a little bit too early.
1: Uh, I got a. I saw a nice tweet
0: from uh, Josh Jonafinga,
1: who worked with us um, during the uh, Ashes. He was um, there with cricket.com.au. An excellent young journo. Uh, with two, uh, you'll like this, Jeff. With 200 needed to win the required rate was exactly four and over, right? Logically. India were 80 after 20 overs. And then they were 120 after 30. That is just perfection. Talk about staying on the rate. I Uh mean, I, on Twitter, said that it was time to shelve talk of personal milestones at about, I don't know, I might have said this, over 36, I might have said, let's forget about personal milestones. India need to do some damage to Australia's net run rate. Because your point before is correct about as long as they beat each other, all's well in the end. But... If India take serious debt run rate off Australia, yep. then they might make it hard for Australia to make the final four if, yeah. say, it's like between Australia and South Africa for spot number four. Absolutely. South Africa have had a great day yesterday. Yep. So, and and to, to, in, in fairness, both Hardik Pandya and ultimately KL Rahul finished it in a hurry. So sure. I haven't checked their their latest rating. But yeah, that'll be right up there. And, mm-hmm. and that's going to mean that Australia, when they play teams like the Netherlands and Afghanistan, have to go that much harder. And sometimes you just can't catch up. We saw that in the T20 World Cup last year where they... Had a heavy loss against New Zealand, and they just couldn't catch up through the rest of the group stage.
0: Yeah, with the uh, you know with with the extra percentage there, that's worth a win and a half. That could be worth six points uh, <laughs> when we get to finals. There's that kind of that kind of take to it. My last bit for Hall of Fame was um, particularly when Coley brings up his 50 right, and he waves his bat. That I swear I'm not even exaggerating here. Almost the entire crowd was wearing Virat shirts. There were a few Rohit shirts, there was a sprinkling of Dhoni <laughs> shirts, and everyone else was wearing a Virat shirt. And, you know, the blue Indian shirt with Virat on the back. And I don't think it's necessarily that because every one of them is a Kohli fan, but if you want to buy an India shirt, it has Virat on the back. So there's there's not much option. Mm. But, but to see, like, 30,000 people in Virat shirts all applauding another guy in a Virat shirt, who's like, no, no, I'm the actual one. But, I don't know, it was this weird sort of kind of post- modern, strange moments, something to do with mirrors and the audience and reflecting yourself and breaking out into fractals and that each one within us contains multitudes. There was something really bizarre about it. Then my favourite bit that topped it off was sitting in front of us amongst a whole stand, like probably five or six hundred people, all wearing Virat shirts, every single one. There was one dude, local fella, Indian chap, wearing an Australian test shirt with Smith on the back. Not even a one-day shirt. He had a test shirt, and he was like, yes, I like Steve Smith. Suck it. Uh, respect to you, my friend. You, you keep going your own way. Fleetwood Mac, beautiful.
1: La- last thing for me
0: was they made a big
1: deal in the TV coverage beforehand about Jeff Marsh making 100 at Chennai to start the 87 World Cup. Mm. And, you know, and, they are, and, and, and Finchie asked Mitch about it when doing his pre-game interview. Oh, oh, it'd be great to make 100 and do what my old man did. Getting a duck and then dropping the key catch. Mitch Marsh will be back. Yeah, we know Marsh yeah. is a, a player of class. He's a, a man of integrity. He'll put this behind him very quickly. Mm. But, um, yeah, um, it, it didn't quite go the same way. And Coley missed the chance to um, make 100 for the third time in India's first game of a World Cup. Did so in 2011. Oh, yeah. Did so in 2015. Um, yeah. Wasn't able to quite get there today, um, finishing on 85. And he was um, fuming as well. Um, just miscuing Hazelwood who we've not even touched on Josh Hazelwood but we will another time I'm sure oh, and lastly as we end the Hall of Fame I mentioned it on the Afghanistan Bangladesh podcast yesterday Jeff but I'm, uh, I'm happy to report to you that uh, she and Arnott from Westfield they've had their first baby Frederick Leonard so two fast bowling links there and Fred Spoffoff yep. and uh and Lenny Pascoe. So uh, congratulations to them. I hope and I'm sure his uh, son will be more extra and less ordinary.
0: That's it from us. We'll uh, leave it here from the Chepok Stadium in Chennai and from Adam in London. It's <laughs> been the final word daily, day four of the World Cup. Uh, thanks to Westfield. If you like what we're doing, patreon.com slash the final word is where you can support the show. We'll see you tomorrow for day five. I ain't, I ain't, George Benson. I ain't protected by the ain't fenced in. If my future questions my current senses, that'd be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty, broke this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it.